Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Barstool Big Cat, host of Pardon My Take, and voluminous tweeter at Barstool Big Cat. It's time for his weekly conversation with Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Now in the street there is violence. Barstool Big Cat brought to you by Stella Blue Coffee. Get yours at StellaBlueCoffee.com and a portion of the proceeds goes to Paws Chicago. He's at the Combine. Oh, boy. Yeah. And I think he was uh, threatening to retire. From doing anything athletic. Well, I just I think I have some structural damage after just trying to jump and touch the ceiling in the other room. Oh boy. Wow. Hamstring and patella tendon are both little you itchy. Gotta, we gotta both stretch these yeah, days. Yeah, before have we to do stretch. anything. Uh Barstool Big Cat joins us on the Car X tire and auto hotline as he's in Indy. And we'll we'll Sounds be like he's breathing heavy too. Uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, what's well, going on it. over there? I, no stretching. Stretching is out these days oh, because boy. stretching is a is a is a more time that you could get hurt. So yeah, I was a it was a tough combine. I put up twenty seven uh, reps on the bench. Whoa! My, yeah, it was one one forty five, not two twenty five oh, or whatever, baby. Um, but listen, the combine's not about me. I might retire, but I, we we got other business to talk about. Uh, all right, what do we got? This, this this guy, oh, yeah. this guy, Sylvie, disgusts me. Why? He is a disgusting human being. Why? Spreading Duke propaganda from the mountaintops. Oh, John Shire said that Kyle Filipowski hurt his. He didn't even get hurt. Sylvie, and you're out there telling everyone, no court storming, oh, the Duke guy got hurt, you fell for it. That's a classic Duke trick. The guy didn't even get hurt, and you went and you basically gave John Shire a platform to to spread this misinformation. We're never going to be happy until someone gets seriously hurt. That's right. Whether it's a student, yeah. whether it's a coach, yes. whether it's someone working at a scorer's no table, yeah. whether hurt. it's yeah. a badger. Yeah. No we need yeah. to ban court storming. What big happens, cat? Big Cat, when a player who's pissed off because they lost, somebody comes out and pushes that player, and that player cracks that kid right in the Fair face? Play. Fair play. Fair play That's for fair which play. person? For all parties okay, involved. Okay, but what if the kid play. then tries to sue the player? Whose side are you on? Then I'm on the, the side of the, the player because okay. the lawsuit would be lame. All right. That, well, all right, that, okay, next question. Any good. other that brain good. busters? Yeah, good. I got yeah. it. But this is yeah, Kyle Filipowski's playing tonight. I can't believe Sylvie fell for this. I didn't it's fall insane. for it. We were yes, talking to the coach no, that no, we have a relationship with. Yeah. He had an ankle injury. He had a knee injury. Oh, no, neither of those why, things why are true. Why, wait, listen, why oh, can't Big Cat, why can't we just do this in a more... It, it, it just, I like it, this. It, this it, is it, fine. What's he's, that? He's fine. No, I'm saying, no, like, I'm it, no, I'm saying that you can still court store, but just do a little more orderly fashion. Oh, come on. What do you mean, it's come fine. on? It's fun, and then you guys probably fell for Kate and Clark too, and her flop. Like this goes, oh. every, you guys just fall for everything. I'm not it's falling crazy. for anything, Big Cat. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get out in front of a catastrophic problem 
that may occur if we don't find a better way to okay, control so the don't chaos. Leave your house. Don't, don't leave your house tomorrow morning. You might get hit by a bus. Well, that's what are we different. That's different. No, like, yes, no, it is no. because I don't have any chance of getting hurt if I'm sitting in my seat in the stands versus running onto the floor half hammered and going out there looking for a lust full of blood to try to take down one of the players on the opposite team. And it, it rocks when that happens. It rocks. By I said way, it. I actually think they're not doing enough. I think that you should storm the court whenever you feel like the game is over. It doesn't even have to okay, be let zero. me ask you a question. Let me ask you. <laughs> you're a after after you're a idiot. three in the, okay. in the okay. middle of the second half, are, storm are we, the court. Yeah, we, you feel like that's the dagger. Yeah, get on the court. Would you like a scenario where it's just a blood sport? Because I am an yes. advocate. If yes. you if you run onto yes. an NFL field or Major League Baseball field or an NBA basketball court and you make contact with a player and that player rocks your world, shame on you. And I don't hold That's, the players uh, accountable at all. You're talking to the guy who's come up with one of the most genius rule fixes in modern sports that they still have not adopted that every single player in every major sport this is to get to, to to get to fight a fan once a year. They just say a fan pisses them off, doesn't matter. They call them out and then we stop the game and they fight right in the middle of the court or the field or whatever. Yeah. And that's just and that will keep everyone in check. I don't think so because there's some fans that could whip players' asses. I don't think you see Cam Newton. Do you see those guys going yeah, after Cam I, I Newton? I know, but like listen, they you forgot know that a guy who played in the NFL can probably handle his business. Right, but what if the guy coming out of the stands that you think you can handle has got a couple of cauliflower ears and gets you to the well, ground and ground and pounds your ass? Beware. That's, that's that's my point. Why you pick. Yeah, the player gets to pick. If the player doesn't think they can handle it, then they don't pick that fan. That's why the beauty of the rule. So what if you're just picking some 115-pound, 19-year-old kid? Well, it has kid? to be a real reason. You can't just pick a random person. It's got to be a person giving you... You've got too many rules. you get too many rules. Ask. No, it's very simple. It's hard for you to follow. I understand a lot of football <laughs> in your days. Listen, a fan yells at a player and, it, like, you know, says some nasty stuff at him. That player can be like, hey, you. You you yelling nasty stuff. Get out here. Let's go. This is the reason why he has this take on on court storming because when the Badgers were actually good and teams would court There's storm still a on them, team. He, he was Sylvie. he was oh he was anti gosh, court storming. But now that they stink. And was the, he anti court storming? No, when they were no. final four yeah. team, Big Frank was no. doing his thing. No, that's the yeah. wind. No. Is that no. the wind yeah. blowing, yeah. or is that Big Cat talking? There was, a, there was there, all right. Listen, there was a brief period in time, and I wasn't anti court storming. There was a brief period in time where I thought I, I was I was a little pretentious, where I thought like, oh, Indiana shouldn't storm a court because they're Indiana, or you know, Kentucky, <laughs> whatever. All oh, the rules. That has since so it had nothing to do with the actual act of court storming. It was more like, oh, you're a favorite. Why are you storming the court? I have thrown all of that out. I want every uh, court stormed. I think it's fun. I think college kids, people who don't understand it, forget either they were losers in college or they forget what it was like to be in college. Which one are you guys? Huh? Sylvie, which one were you? Were you a loser or you forget what it's like to be in college? I forget what it's like to be in college. And I was okay, kind, good kind of a loser. Good too. No. Kind of but a loser. seriously, like, dumb college kids are like everyone was one of them. 
I don't forget what it was like to be a dumb, stupid college kid making memories with my friends, storming a court. I stormed a field in Madison, stormed a court in Madison. Like, I stormed a court, what, two years ago when I was a 37-year-old fat guy. <laughs> I, I like it. Right, what court like was it? Did you even know where you were? Were you hammered? Where were you at when you stormed the court? I was sober as a judge. I was at, I was in Madison when they beat Purdue. It was two years ago. I had I had the uh, basketball breasts on. I had my top off, and I was oh, yeah. on the court with the kids going crazy. It was were you, fun. Were you high? No, I was not high. I was the sober as a judge. What I just say? I know, but I thought you meant like uh, as far as alcohol. Oh yeah, no, I probably was a little high. I actually don't remember. So yeah, <laughs> where, where you were? What would have happened? Had you, who were they playing at the time? Who were the Badgers playing? Purdue. Purdue. What if there was someone from Purdue was in your way and and you were trying you were trying to get to the to the pig pile over there? Would you have pushed that player? No, I wouldn't have pushed them. There's decorum in, in court storming. I don't think people are savages. Oh my God! Half of these kids are hammered. They don't know what they're doing. Nah, yeah, next topic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Next topic. Next topic. Yeah. He's tapped out. I'm bored. I'm bored yeah. with this topic. No, I, I'm topic. with you. Uh, so, what, 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 what's been the John what, Shire on line three? What's been the? What is? Have you seen in uh, at the combine? Anybody cool there? No one yet. We just got here earlier this morning, did a couple interviews. We interviewed Dan Quinn, commander's oh. head coach. Um, talked to Schefter, talked to Rossini, Diana Rossini. On, uh, we had both of them on the podcast. But, I mean, everyone, it feels like it's Caleb Williams. It, uh, it feels like it's a no-doubter. It doesn't even – there's no debate left. Right. You know what I mean? It's just this is what's going to happen. And didn't you guys get that feeling with Ryan Pohl's yes. press conference where he was like, you know, if we trade him, if in quotation marks, yeah. we'll make sure we do right by him. You wouldn't say that if you were not planning on trading him. Yeah, I so. agree. I agree. Like, never, I said this to Waddle too, Big Cat. Like, never once did he say, look, we still like Justin. He could still be our quarterback. You know, we could still win with Justin. He never played that side of the fence once yesterday. Right. Right. It was very simple. Like, this is what's going to happen. We're going to see our options. I I feel like it's going to happen soon, right? I, I think he's going to yeah, trade so. in the next couple weeks. I think it works well for everybody. I think it works well right. for the Bears. You can move on and focus on the first pick. The team that trades for him can get him implemented and get him started in the offense and get him acclimated to the team. And Justin, like, you don't think he doesn't want to be in limbo for any longer than he has to. It's a win-win-win. Yeah, and and then we get to play the game of like, well, the Bears did the, did it the right way, so free agents are going to want to come to Chicago. Yeah, I love whenever that happens, yeah, and it's like, uh, you know what gets free agents? Money. To any team, money. That's it, money. Nothing to do with doing things the right way. Right. But we can play that game. Hey, did Dan Quinn give you the impression that they would do anything that they needed to do to to get the first overall selection in a in a deal with the Bears? I don't, so not to give away the whole interview, but PFT had a nice little trick that might have involved his team, right? some name. Yeah, that's his team. Yeah. It might have involved some names uh, that are going to be high in the draft quarterback-wise. Nice. So it felt like Dan Quinn is pretty – it feels like they're Drake May, Jaden Daniels, pretty, pretty set on that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's good stuff. Well, maybe, maybe they've gotten the vibe from, from – uh, Ryan Poles, as you asked him the question yesterday, Sylvie, that, listen, maybe they've called and they've asked and they've given offers and they're like, look, no, we're set. We got who we want and there's nothing you can do, you know, that uh, other than just signing over the, the ownership of the stadium to us, 
that, and we don't even want that because the stadium sucks, uh, that we're not moving. We're going to draft yeah. number one, and we're going to take Caleb Williams. And I'm excited about it. I mean, that story today, I know that he kind of had to do that, Caleb Williams I'm talking about, like being like, yeah, I want to play in Chicago if they draft me. I'm happy he at least did it because all the noise was, was, was kind of getting annoying and, you know, people saying, oh, his dad doesn't want him to go to the Bears. I think I said it with you guys last week. When has there ever been a spot where the number one pick in the draft is going to a 7-10 and 10 team? It right. is not that far away. They're not two, a two-win team. They are not last year's Bears. Like, this team has a good defense. They have a good, a, a true number one receiver. You don't get that often at the top of the draft. So that's why I never bought any of that. But it was good to see Caleb Williams kind of quiet it all and be like, hey, look, I'm going to Chicago. Uh, if I'm going to Chicago, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be a Bear. We were joking that he, he read the Chicago manual and and yeah. he, he like Peyton he, Jordan, he, yeah. Yeah. Peyton Jordan and deep dish pizza. That was the lead <laughs> of Pete Thamel's uh, interview today. Yeah, no, it was perfect. He he just missed like saying he wants to go catch a game at Wrigley, and it would have been he would have hit them all. Yeah, yeah, he would if he would have said, "Look, uh, I don't know if I'm going to choose the Cubs or the White Sox yet. Yeah, we'll make that right. determination." But I like right. both teams, you know. Right, yeah. You see, you see Patrick Kane's return on Sunday. That was cool. Yeah, like something but throwing that. By the way, where were you guys? I was in California. Yeah, I was uh, on my couch watching. It was. Were you there? I was there. I took my son. It was very funny. So my son's four and a half years old. It's his first Blackhawks game. First of all, he thinks every team is the Bears. So he's like, <laughs> he's like, we're going to the Bears game. That's great. Uh, so we got there early. I, I, I missed the Chelios retirement because I knew taking a four-and-a-half-year-old for like an extended period of time was a no-go. So we watched that on TV, went to the game. I prepped him. I was like, look, we're rooting for the Blackhawks. We're playing the Red Wings. It's a little confusing because we're wearing red and the other team's the Red Wings. And he, but he finally got it. So we start watching the game. He's getting into it. He's rooting for the Blackhawks. And then the Patrick Kane ovation starts, and he looks at me like I was. it was the biggest betrayal ever. He's like, why is everyone cheering for the other team? And I was like, well, we can't. This is a lesson that we need to save for another day. So, but it was awesome. I got a little misty-eyed. I, I, I won't lie. I got a little misty-eyed when, when, when they gave the ovations to Kane because it was just a really cool moment. It was great. It was a great moment. It was a great. I, I thought it was a great day overall, and even to the point where they lost and Kane scored the game winner. You probably weren't there. I don't think you're. I we left. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. Left. But, yeah. But, but still, like I thought for him to score the game winner and the Hawks sort of keep the number one spot. It's not like they're playing for anything as far as winners. Uh, and let Kane have his moment on his first game back at the United Center. It's deserved. Yeah. And it was, it was just a cool atmosphere. I mean, there was so much star power. I was lucky enough. Uh, so they, I'm sure you saw it. They showed it on TV. There was, there was a suite that was like Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier. Uh, I think maybe Cindy Crawford's in there. Kid Rock yep. was in there. John McEnroe was in there. Theo was in there. So I was able to get into that suite to say hello to Theo for a minute, and I got my son a picture with Wayne Gretzky oh, and wow. walking, which was incredible. Yeah, like I was, I was thrilled. And did you get your picture with Cindy Crawford? No, I, I didn't get any pictures. It was oh. one of those moments where I like I really felt like I became a dad because I didn't ask for a picture with Wayne Gretzky. I just wanted my son to get a picture with him. So we're going out to the car after the game. And I was like, you just got a picture with the greatest hockey player of all time. And my son was like, well, why is he the greatest? I was like, well, he scores, he scored the most goals. And my son just like 
well, how many goals did you score? And I was like, ah, oh, man, this really stinks. <laughs> he was comparing you to the great one? <laughs> That's he awesome, was like, Well, you must have had to score a goal. And and then we had a little translation issue because, you know, he, he met Theo, and I was like, Theo's going to do the, the shoot the puck. And then when we got in the car, he was like, so what, your friend got shot? And I was like, no, that didn't happen. He's shooting. But it was a great moment. I don't think you'll remember much of it, but at least I have a picture to be like, hey, you met Wayne Gretzky. That is That awesome. is fantastic. By yeah. the way, I think Cindy Crawford did shoot the puck and she got it. Nailed yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. She, she nailed it. But it was cool. The whole event was cool. It, it was, it, 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 more than anything, it made me just like long for when our teams are good because that was like, that was the whole celebration is, you know, because obviously it was Chelios, but it was, Patrick Kane, and then all the guys like Sharp and Seabrook and Duncan Keith and Hosa, all those guys were there, and it's just like, man, that was fun. I wish we could do that again. And, and two days later, two nights later, the Bulls lose to the Pistons, a team that's won nine games this year. Yeah, but the Bulls need to. I don't want the Bulls to be in the play-in. Do you guys? No, I mean, Sylvie, you don't. Come on. that's We don't need this. I don't want to play this game where we can pretend that they're close when we I know the reality is they're it, so but, far. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm tired of rooting for this. No, I, I'm yeah. with you. Like, there's not – when they're on, and I'm at the stage right now with the Bulls where there's no outward rooting for them besides the interest of my kids. Like, my kids – still root for them, and I want them to enjoy basketball because Lord knows I rooted for some really bad Bulls and Cubs teams. So I just want them to enjoy the sport, so I'll get behind that. But when I'm watching the game alone, Big Cat, there's no joy or rooting for this team. It is right. I am so exhausted. I'm so tired of this team. I'm so tired of their front office. There's nothing. There's. It's just It's, it's terrible. Yeah. It, it is. It, it, it's just been an extended stay in no man's land, and it just it stinks. It just it sucks the life out of you. And 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 you're what you just described is what every team's worst nightmare should be, and that's apathy. Yeah. And apathy is a killer. And it's just like that's how I feel. Like even even back to the Blackhawks, like they're the worst team in the league, but they have Connor Bedard, and they might get the number one pick again. So there's hope on the horizon. The Bears have the number one pick. The Bulls are just like, what? I mean, what's going to happen? They're going to they're going to lose in the play in, and then we don't have a lottery pick, and it's like, all right, same thing next year. It just stinks. Yeah, and then this is what they've done. They've like remember when they had Jimmy Butler, and they're like, hey, we're going to rebuild with Jimmy, and then Dwayne Wade became available, and they're like, okay, we're not going to rebuild with Jimmy. Let's bring in Dwayne Wade and be a middling team, and then sell tickets. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then that, and that, that was boring and bad and they went nowhere. And then all of a sudden they blew it up and they traded Jimmy and like they, they don't have a plan. They ping pong back and forth between these plans. And then they go into this rebuild and then they're trying to finish a rebuild. And then they bring in a new front office and then AK's like, okay, we're no longer going to see through this rebuild. Now we're going to bring in DeMar and Vooch and now we're going to be this team here. And, like, the first year it sort of worked, but then, you know, they they had some injuries, and then that didn't work anymore, and now they're back to middling, and guess what? They're going to have to blow this up again and go back yep. to rebuilding. And it's just ping-ponging back and forth, but at least, like you said, 
The Blackhawks have had a plan to rebuild. The Cubs went through a full-scale rebuild. The Bears have gone through this full-scale rebuild, and they've seen through plans, and I think they're going to work at least to a better extent than what the Bulls have done. Yeah, it's half measures. You can't do half measures when it comes to these, you know, these professional sports. You can't say we're one foot in, one foot out with a rebuild. You either have to say, hey, we're going to stink, and everyone's going to eat it. And, and honestly, from a fan's perspective, if a team says this is what we're going to do, we're going to be bad for a couple of years, but there's light at the end of the tunnel, I think every single fan can understand that. And if there's honesty about it, I think we can all deal with that. It's the dishonesty and then the half in, half out, back and forth, like you said, ping-ponging. That's what kills you. It just kills you as a fan. This time next week, whose roster will Justin Fields be on, Big Cat? Uh, it feels like the Falcons, right? Still could be the Bears. Like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm right. just saying, like, maybe it's maybe, not, maybe the deal isn't made. It's seven days from now. Whose roster do you – so you think maybe the Falcons? I'll say the Falcons. Okay. I mean, it feels like it will be the Falcons. I mean, that, I think Raheem Morris got up in front of everyone and was like, Desmond Ritter stinks. So um, <laughs> and, Let me yeah. make this clear. Desmond Ritter stinks. Yeah. yeah, and we're all like, hey, we know. We have two eyes and a brain. We saw it. Uh, but, yeah, I, I feel like the Falcons. And that does feel also if you're, if, if you're trusting what Ryan Pohl says and, like, you want to do right by Justin Fields, wouldn't that be the spot? Like, he's going home and he, he, that's where he wants to be play on a fast turf like they got a ton of skill positions i you guys are ready for the fact that justin Fields yes. is going to be great wherever he goes right? uh, I, I don't know um no i'm not ready for that i, I mean listen if that happens it happens um oh it's gonna i'm happen. content gonna Big happen. Cat, i'm content that if they move on i'm not going to play the oh my what if game uh, like i've at this point, yes, he's been given a, a dealt a bad hand over three seasons but i haven't seen enough good consistent play to sit around and worry that he's going to thrive somewhere else. I think it's time. I yeah. think it's time. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. It's kind of the, the, the trap we all fall into when you're having this debate. It's like, well, if you're having the debate in the first place, then you probably know the answer. And I right? think Big like Cat, you, yeah, and I think going forward, I don't think there's going to be all of these weird feelings. I just don't like, no. I think when, when no, they I moved on... The yeah. When they yeah, moved I on from Mitch, they were still like, yeah, I was angry because they could have drafted Patrick Mahomes. I think everyone's going to feel good about who Justin was in a Bears uniform. It just wasn't good enough, and he was a victim of timing. Because if the yeah. Bears had the 10th or 12th pick, we're not talking about them selecting a quarterback. We're talking yeah. about them making a pick to try to build the, the team. Unfortunately for Justin, they have the first overall pick in a draft where there are a lot of top quarterback prospects. So bad timing for him. And it, yeah, you're right. It's all about timing. I mean, he was drafted by a GM and a coach that was no longer there. Right. A, you know, a year after. And thank God we're not making that mistake again. So what are your plans? Yeah, that, that no, joke, I, I let it, I let it breathe because it, I know I let That's it breathe because because I, I don't want to see it. This time's different, big cat. This time's different. We're just in a cycle where it's like we're just we're finding the perfect sweet spot where we keep drafting quarterbacks a year before the coach. Gets I fired. know it. No, we better not happen again. Better uh, not. And he seems yeah. to love him. He so I, I don't think it's going to happen again. Um, so what what are your plans for tonight? Uh, we got dinner with the boys. 
and then uh, I don't know. I'm getting old. I don't really care anymore. It's getting bad. I'll probably stop by a couple bars, say hello to some people. But yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting old, guys. It's sad. It's sad to see you know a once great uh, drinker, athlete, yeah. gregarious guy. He's starting to he's starting to think about hanging he gone. it up. So. He gone. Yeah, a couple Diet Cokes with dinner, and then, you know, what? maybe pop, pop around a couple bars. But, yeah, it's not going to be so crazy. i got to work tomorrow. How's the vibe down there? Like, has the vibe kind of died down over the course of the last few years? It has. Yeah. I feel like I feel like COVID changed it because everyone realizes they can just do a Zoom with a lot of these guys, and a lot of the coaches aren't here, or they come in quickly. Like Dan Quinn, who came on PMT, was here for, I think, 24 hours. So I think it, it definitely has changed a little bit. Um, and yeah, it is a little different, but I'll, I'll say this one thing that it's fun being here in a year and you guys will find this when you come here tomorrow. Like the bears are the story. Like everyone's just looking to the bears to say, what are the bears going to do? We, we, we run the combine. We run the, run the draft. That's kind of cool. Yeah. One day we'll run the super bowl, but baby steps. Mm. Probably not. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. One day. We're going to storm that Probably field. Not. We're going to storm that take, field. Start throwing listen, forearms at the opposing team. Baby steps. I'd take just beating the Packers a couple times. Yeah, okay. You yeah. Know? It's one step at a time. That's good. Yeah, right. Like, like Lovey, when he came, like, we got we to gotta beat the Packers. That's what we got to – that's right in front of our face. We'll worry about the Super Bowl way down the line. All right. Enjoy those Diet Cokes. All right, I'll see you guys. See ya. There's Barstool Big Cat. Each and every Wednesday now at 4 o'clock. Barstool uh, Old Cat. Barstool Old Cat. I like that. Very good. He's brought to you by Stella Blue Coffee. He's going to need some of that to stay up. Yeah. Uh, get yours at StellaBlueCoffee.com, and a portion of the proceeds goes to Paws Chicago. Waddle's World uh, coming up, and then Will Bond at 5 o'clock. Also, uh, today was the press conference day for Cody Bellinger. We'll check in with Jesse a little bit later uh, down in Arizona. It's Waddle and Sylvie. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Welcome to Waddle's World. Come inside. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. 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 Weird Waddles World brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. To find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank, visit Wintrust.com slash find us, member FDIC. Um, you want to go Chiefs-centric? There's a lot of Chiefs news out there right now. A lot of Chiefs news? There is. There's a lot of Chiefs news out there right now, including the fact that they have released uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Saving themselves twelve point two or, or just over twelve million dollars on their salary cap, and then making room for Darnell Mooney. Uh, I, you know what? I don't think that's a bad idea. I think that that's actually a pretty good idea on on behalf of the, the Kansas City Chiefs. Matt Nagy, I'm sure, would love to have Darnell Mooney back and find a way to get him uh, to become a more productive player. I think Mahomes would love to have <laughs> Darnell Mooney. I think Mooney. so too. I think so too. 
Uh, we told you about the uh, team surveys, the NFL Players Association surveys. They ask a ton of questions. I'll give you the Bears rankings in just a minute. But as we told you a little bit earlier, the two-time defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs were the second lowest-graded team in the NFL ahead of only the Washington Commanders. That's crazy. The second annual report card that ranks teams according to various categories based on results of player surveys. It is unbelievable. Chiefs owner Clark Hunt said that slowly, ranked mm-hmm. last out of 32 team owners. Those grades were based on what players perceived as a willingness to invest in the team's facility, which I don't think they believed there was a willingness to invest in the team facilities. The chief ranked 26th in the food-slash-cafeteria category, 31st in the nutrition-dietitian category, 31st in training room, and 32nd in training staff. Boy, I mean, where's Andy <laughs> Reid? Uh, wouldn't Andy Reid be throwing his weight around? I, and I'm not making up that joke. I'm not no. Literally, I'm like, that was almost as bad as, or, or, or as, as as bad as the the assumption that Kansas hired Charlie Weiss just so they could use the previous coach's clothing. Yeah, like isn't he going to the owner and say, "Look, what else do we have to do? Take care of the players." Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is getting all that money. Like, it's great that we've got a suite for Taylor, but we got to take care of the players. I got a Taylor uh, story for you, or a kind of a tangential Taylor story for you here in a second. Do you want to guess who the top two teams in the overall survey were? And I will tell you, I'll give you a clue. They are the same two teams that were one and two last year. Okay. But they switched places. They switched places. Are the Dallas Cowboys up there? They are not. Not one or two. Now, I don't think you're going to get Los Angeles it. Rams. Uh, no, uh, you heard me say me the heads. team that was first. They live in a in a tropical climate. Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins. Really, yes. Stephen Ross. Yes, yes. The Miami Dolphins were first. Give me a hint for number two. Uh, this team that finished number two this year was number one last year, and they reside in our division. Oh, the Vikings. Yes. The Vikings were voted by the players. Ziggy, Ziggy Wilf. Taking care of his guys, although they don't believe in giving players other than quarterbacks any more than one-year guarantee on their contracts. But this was not a question about contracts. So I thought it was a really interesting. And, again, I can give you the Bears where the Bears uh, ultimately uh, ended up. The Bears, I believe... Their cumulative grade was pretty good. I believe they f- they finished at 10. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Overall, yeah. they remain one of the highest graded teams in the league and ranked 10th for their cumulative grade. Their weight room got an A. They ranked 6th in the NFL. The locker room, also an A. Wow. The NFL ranked 4th. Training room, a B+. Plus. Uh, that ranked 6th. Ownership, a B+. Plus. That's surprising. Yeah. Uh, last year, uh, or that came in uh, ranked 13th. Team travel was a B. That ranked sixth. Training staff is a B. Um, And locker room, A minus. Weight room, A minus. Training room, B plus. Uh, What they struggling? They struggled. The head coach was a B, but but Eberflus ranked 25th overall. Another new category. Eberflus got dinged because only 81% of players polled said he's efficient with their uh, their time. And they characterized him as somewhat willing to listen to the locker room. Treatment of families, as we discussed with Carmen Yurko, was C+. That ranked 11th. 
but it was still a C plus. It will be interesting to see with like Kevin Warren last year was just observing. In a year from now, and remember, he came from the Vikings. Yes. Will he change things for the better? Oh, I definitely think so. I think this is one of those things, one of those lists that he will pay close attention to. But anyways, very surprised to see that the Chiefs ranked near the bottom in pretty much everything. uh, And the Dolphins and Vikings ranked higher. Uh, Travis Kelsey became a different man when he and Taylor Swift started dating. That's according to a Chiefs coach. Dave Merritt, the defensive backs coach for the Chiefs, said that Travis Kelsey changed for the better when he started dating Tay-Tay. She actually affected the team in a positive way. It wasn't a negative way. Everybody was excited and Travis was happy. Merritt said of the singer uh, on Wednesday's episode of the Sports Shop podcast. The NFL coach continued, quote, so when my player, a brother, is happy beside me, that helps me and that encourages me. And so Travis came in there, a different man. So he, uh, she helped us. He did have a couple, though, temper tantrums. Yes, he did. Uh, the coach also said that he believed that the cruel summer singer's presence added to what the Chiefs were trying to accomplish. There were so many people that were hating the fact that she was being shown on the TV that, you know, you're part of our family because you're now with Travis. So therefore, you're our little sister. You're part of the family. And he goes on to say that. Swift had started coming around to the stadium privately before the news of her relationship came out. She was coming into the stadiums without people really knowing until the camera put a big spotlight on her. So she was a part of the uh, part of the uh, scene much longer than. Wow. So was I not at the first game then? Because the Bears game was the first publicized game. Uh, Maybe so. Maybe that wasn't the first. Tyler, where was the story also about the uh, there's a a Chiefs there's a Chiefs super fan that oh, yeah. is Chiefsaholic Chiefsaholic who who I think didn't he dress up in the like a the in like a wolf costume yeah and he got busted for uh, he, he was robbing banks yeah. he would rob banks on his way to the Super Bowl right yes. on the way to well he would I think travel to almost every single game and he would just rob banks uh, on the way to the games. And didn't you say that there was some uh, some sound from his, yeah. his attorney? Yeah, played over here. Yeah, he spoke earlier today. From the beginning of this case, folks, the government has been blitzing. What? And Xavier's pocket was collapsing. Oh, but today, Xavier stepped into the pressure. He took responsibility for his actions. He stood up in court, humble and repentant and admitted what he had done. Now, if I know anything about Xavier, and if the Chiefs Kingdom knows anything about Chiefsaholic, we know that he doesn't give up. We know that if he stumbled and he fell, he didn't let his knee touch the ground. Oh, jeez. Oh, this is inappropriate. That's because he's capable of robbing your bank. doing a great thing. And he knows that there's still hope. We still have a lot of work to do on his case, but Xavier wants everyone to know that he loves the Chiefs' kingdom, he loves Kansas City, and he hopes that you'll rally to his support. Thank you and God bless. 
Yeah, what an Xavier awful statement. Gained notoriety for wearing a gray wolf suit to Chiefs games, admitted to stealing more than $800,000 in 11 bank robberies across seven states and laundering the proceeds through area casinos, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office. He pleaded guilty to one count of bank robbery, one count of money laundering, and one count of transporting stolen property across state lines. He's 29 years of age and faces a maximum sentence of 50 years in prison. Yeah, he'll be serving all 50 of those after that statement. I mean, what kind of jackass lawyer is that? Come on, free my man. He's going to get an additional 10 after that statement. That's horrible. And here's a former franchise tagged by the jail. Like, that was just so inappropriate. I I mean, what was this guy thinking he was doing? Was he doing stand-up comedy as his... His client is bad, is bad comedy. Bad comedy. His, his client is facing 29 years, excuse me, 50 years in prison. Isn't that something that sometimes judges will do when they hand down a verdict for like a celebrity case? Making all sorts of puns and stuff? Yeah, like didn't, uh, wasn't Craig Carton's, uh, his judge said, first time caller, long time listener. Oh, and did then, he really? <laughs> he <handed laughs> down the sentence. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Oh, my goodness. That's a dumbass move, in my opinion. Tyreek Hill broke an influencer's leg with a crushing force after uh, being knocked down. Uh, Tyreek Hill is facing more legal trouble after influencer Sophie Hall alleged in a new suit that the star Dolphins receiver fractured her leg with crushing force during a football lesson in the backyard of his Florida mansion. The suit alleges that Hall was knocked to the ground with such force that she had to undergo reconstructive surgery following a June incident. This and happened she's, in June? She is suing Hill for battery assault and negligence and is seeking damages in excess of 50 grand. The influencer alleged that the episode stemmed from an earlier moment when she said Hill felt humiliated after she knocked him down during a series of drills. The hell were they doing? Do not go out there as an influencer and try to play man-to-man bump-and-run coverage with Tyreek Hill. What is... I mean, he's... His, didn't his house catch fire earlier yes, in the year? uh-huh. And then if he just happened, got... Yeah. He got ha- divorced then, soon after that. And he just got married. What is happening? I don't know. But it's... Uh, doesn't that sound like a light lawsuit, too? Like, if, if you were knocked down and you needed reconstructive surgery on your leg... Doesn't a fifty thousand dollar lawsuit sound light? But but if you if you tread into the backyard looking for a football lesson with a professional football player, there is a cer- certain amount of risk. I think you're assuming. Okay, aren't you? In the filing, Hall also alleged that Hill had sent her flirtatious messages on Instagram after she enrolled her ten year old son into his football camp in May, and later flew her out to Florida on June twenty eighth. Oh my god. Boy, he lives a complicated life, doesn't very, he? Very much so. Complicated life. He stopped dropping pa- or he started dropping passes towards the end of the season, unlike I had seen. Maybe he was distracted. And here's a horrible story for you that I wanted to use as my dirty yesterday or the other day when we were going through the good, the bad, and the dirty. A, uh, in Denver, a former funeral homeowner accused of keeping a woman's corpse in the back of a hearse for two years what? and hoarding the, creme- uh, the cremated remains of 35 people has been arrested. Thursday for two night, years? My- Miles Harford, 33, 
Uh, comes in connection, the, the, the arrest comes in connection with the latest in a series of offenses by Colorado funeral homeowners, including the discovery of nearly 200 decomposing bodies in a bug-infested funeral home facility last year. The fines have underscored the laxness of state funeral home rel- uh, regulations and have brought pressure on lawmakers to try to strengthen the laws. Can you imagine... Like, this is the most difficult time in people's lives. They were supposed to cremate the bodies? Yes. A former funeral homeowner is accused of keeping a woman's corpse in the back of a hearse for two years. It's not the new car smell. Like, what is wrong with people? Yeah. Like you go to jail and, like, and I would, you know what? I don't even want to hear this person's lawyer's presentation. That's got to be, the that, that should be an eye for an eye penalty. Now you have to uh, be, like, in prison with a, a corpse for two years. Oh, by the way, before we go hey, to break, wait. we've got to take Viking Scott's call. What's Viking up, Scott? Scott? Gentlemen, how are you guys? Good what? to talk to you. So anyway, you guys bring this story up about the Chief Saholic. So my daughter works game days in a different capacity than she does a regular day and has got to know some of the season ticket holders. And two good friends of hers were going to set her up with the Chief Saholic fan, obviously not knowing that he was doing this. And literally, it got brought up there about two weeks. Two weeks after this kind of comes about, they're kind of getting things started as far as no setup or anything, but just talking about it. He he gets arrested for robbing banks. How old? How old is this guy? He's twenty nine. Thirties. He's yeah, twenty nine. Okay. Yeah. Twenty nine. So, okay. And my daughter just turned twenty nine today. So, but it's happy so weird birthday. that she. Yes. Well, thank you. But it's so weird that literally, guys, brought this up today because, of course. The two having two brothers in her family, they brought up, sent that thing out via text today, making fun, knowing that the daughter almost got set up with a guy that's going to go to jail forever and ever. 50 and ever. years, yeah. That's crazy. And it's crazy how these attorneys have the audacity in a situation like this where he stole that kind of money, did this, and it was under the radar until they finally caught him, and comes out and says stuff like this. What is going on with society? Well, let me ask I don't you, know. Let me ask you real quick, yeah. too, Scott, because we're up against the break. Uh, I just read the NFL Players Association. The you know they they grade their 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 franchises. The Chiefs finished near dead last in everything. Is there? And, and this is shocking to me because once again she's been treated great. But and here's the real shocking: that food thing you brought up about Andy Reid. My daughter is a very health conscious. She runs, she exercises, and all that. She goes to that cafeteria at least three times a week and has always said how good that food is. So I don't know where it's coming from. And once again, she's pretty particular. She doesn't eat the sugar and the crap I eat. She eats healthy, and she says there it's always good stuff there. So I don't know if we can believe always sometimes when the players, you know, somebody might have had a dig in for this or that, but I'm shocked that that came with the cafeteria because that's the first thing she says all the time. Maybe, they have a maybe, wonderful spread, and it's really good. Maybe Andy's going to a different buffet line and getting some of them nuggies out there. I don't know. Well, maybe maybe <laughs> the burgers are good yeah. and the health food's good, right? All I know is, is they're the best football team I've seen in quite some time, and that's what matters and, on Sunday. And Sundays. it is amazing how she fell into this, working five, four and a half years there and four, three Super Bowl rings and that. That's I mean, great. if you think about it, it's like a dream come true for her, and she loves the job and just got a little raise, so all's good because oh, now she doesn't need nice. to borrow any money from dad. So. That's yeah, right. Yeah, and, and she didn't go on a date with Chiefs of Holland. Right, exactly. Thank God for that. Yes, yeah, yeah. let's, let's thank our blessings. Happy so, birthday to evening, your daughter, Scott. Good call, Thanks, Scott, buddy. As always, right. he's a great caller. All right, when we come back, it gets even nuttier. Florida or Ohio is coming your way, and Tyler's got a smile on his face, so I'm assuming oh. this is a good one. That's next. Get ready to play the game that's sweeping the nation. Public drunkenness. Exotic animals. Dumb criminals, random stabbings, 
or maybe just some good old-fashioned debauchery. Ah. Everything's on the table. It's the Sunshine State versus the Buckeye State as we play Florida or Ohio. And as always, listeners, feel free to play along at home. That's right. Florida or Ohio is brought to you by Finishing Chicago. Great finishes. Start with contractors from FinishingChicago.com. What's up, Tyler? All right. Man charged for hiding meth in a candy bag. Man charged for hiding meth in a candy bag? Yep. What kind of candy bag? It was a Sour Patch Kids watermelon. Oh. Not the peach rings like, uh, like, the like Kepo's got back out. here. No. I do love Sour Patch Kids as well, though. Do the you like meth in though. a Sour Kids patch bag? I don't think I would like meth, no. no. Kepo, you had the peach rings? Are these the generic peach rings? Yeah, I got them from 7-Eleven. Oh, boy, I used to love those They're delicious. The Thank yes, you. Waddle was, Waddle was no, giving me crap. Good. I said, like, you have a unique... You said of all the flavors, you got to get peach. Oh, no, those when, are the good ones. What are my other I options? I there were other options. I think, I think they got, like, blue raspberry. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Water, yeah. Watermelon. Watermelon, I'm in. Sour apple. Yes. Yeah, I'm, you got the worst Peach ones. is still <laughs> no. fourth in the power peach range. Is, peach is fantastic. I like peach. It's great. I like a good peach. Uh, but anyway, back to the uh, Sour Patch. Yeah, Brian Pat. Saunders Jr. Oh, this is total Cincinnati. No doubt. Yeah. Well, he was in a Matt. car. Yeah. Yeah. While waiting for the drug-sniffing dog to arrive, the deputy was informed there was a warrant for his arrest. Mm-hmm. Saunders was searched, and a methamphetamine pipe was found sticking out of his shoe. Of course it was. Prosecutors said the deputy also found other drug paraphernalia. The old meth shoe. I've seen that. This is outside of 7-Eleven near Kings Island. (laughs) That's in Mason, Ohio. Mason, Ohio. There you go. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll, I'll go Western Hills, Ohio. Which is a suburb of Cincinnati. Are you playing the odds, Kevbo? Are you going to go uh, Florida? Listen, no, as, as we like to say, what do we say? Meth is a an Ohio drug. Booger sugar you'll find in Florida. Yeah, I'm not going to get too deep with the suburbs of Cincinnati, but I will say the stay uh, the great state of Ohio. Wow, we're all going to because yeah. the uh, Meller would usually play Florida. So would I, but this one seems very Ohio to me. Really? Yeah, the name bunch of smart people because it's marysville oh yeah, yeah of course that's, that's well, job well done boy. yeah that's that's you know what like it as i've said this is pretty simple ohio is a meth meth state but we get the occasional the, florida meth and same with the three names those had a couple different clues don't you always say the three yes, names no doubt yeah there's so, no doubt. We we were we did that well. Man. That was good stuff. Finally, a New York City man who admitted to smuggling three Burmese pythons in his pants through a U.S. Uh, Canadian border uh, was sentenced Wednesday to a year of probation and fined five thousand dollars. Three of them, three pythons in his pants, caught at the border with pythons in his pants, and he was happy to see it. It was only five thousand dollars. I mean, pr- a year of probation and fined five grand for having three snakes in your pants. Here's what I want you to think about coming up next. This is uh, in five minutes. This will get paid off. Will Will Bond have a thought at all about any of the Caleb Williams uh, new stuff coming out? Or he goes, I don't care. Ignoring all of it. What will be his take on the Caleb Williams thoughts from today? The interview, the athletic piece about Carl, 
As you know, he knows the family a little bit. Yes. What will be his takeaway? Uh, Michael Wilbon joins us next.